Welcome to the Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Drew Dunlop. Coach Dunlop is the owner and founder of the Complete Player Curriculum. He also serves as a player development coach at the NBA level and other professional levels. We talked to him today about the importance of building relationships and gaining the trust of the players that he works with. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I know you're out there in Vegas right now at Summer League, uh, probably keeping on some of the guys that you work with. And uh, and you just making this this time right now available is, is greatly appreciated. So let's go ahead and jump in, uh, you know, kind of going down the line of everything that you've done, where you're at with uh, your career and probably where it's headed. Uh, how were you introduced to the game coming out of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin? I want to make sure I got that right. Yeah. No, you got it right. Actually, most people, nine out of ten times, get it wrong. But you, you got it. <laughs> no, That's good, good stuff. Good, good, Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, you know, early on, uh, it was probably like most people, just started up in rec ball, like third third grade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, definitely did not specialize in just basketball. You know, our parents had, had us play a bunch of different sports. But, you know, there's always something about basketball that just kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just loved it from day one. Um, so whenever I didn't have practice with the other sports, I was playing basketball. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the the athlete in us all says, hey, there's going to be one sport I'm going to gravitate to one day, and then that one just takes over, and then we kind of just follow. Because I believe, in my, in my opinion, not, not that it's worth a whole lot to anybody else, but in my opinion, if you can te- if you get an athlete, you can teach them any sport. And pretty much at the end of the day, yep. and then flourish in it. So yeah. I hear what you're saying. So coming out of high Absolutely. school, coming out of high school, coach, what was your experience with the game, and then going on to college? You know, I don't, I don't think I was an overly talented player, but I just was a gym rat. Um, gotcha. You. you know, it's interesting because when I was coming up in the game, there weren't skilled trainers. Yeah. Uh, so you really had to be resourceful and. And, you know, spend time trying to figure out what to do, and there's a lot of trial and error. And I spent a lot of time doing some some really stupid drills, and you know, working on stuff that you would never see in a game. But you know, that's part of that that whole process. You know, I didn't have anyone guiding me, so um, you know, I was just that kid that would go to practice early, shoot, stay after, shoot, uh, try to sneak into gyms at night, yeah. play outside. Um, you know, any opportunity I had, uh, that's what I was doing. So. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't work at all by any means. Got you. So when you were at Wisconsin Luther uh, Division three, where where would you say you were at? Say like you know your senior year, looking after work, after the game of basketball. Did you see anything coming down the pike, or was it still kind of like I, I aspired to play past that? Yeah, you know, I just I didn't know that there were player development coaches skills trainers like that existed so I knew I wanted to be close to the game and all I really knew was that there was like strength conditioning coaches and so I got like a personal trainer certification 
and just took a job uh, in a regular gym, just thinking, hey, at some way I'm going to find an intersection and a door open to try and get into the game at that level. So uh, I was just trying to figure figure my way out and, and just like I said, trial and error and say yes to whatever opportunities came my way. That's that's a smart move. I mean, you uh, – I don't know, sound like, sound like just a guy who's busy, wanted to stay busy doing something – so you kind of just do whatever it takes to be part of the culture still. And, and I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've met a lot of strength and conditioning guys who have completely gone over to just strictly a sport, one sport, and, and still have the knowledge, which is great. And I think that uh, of, uh, of the, the weight room and whatnot, and I think that makes you more of a weapon as a coach, in, in honesty, because you have the yeah. ability to be multifunctional in in your approach to the game so given all that who influenced you or what influenced you to go into coaching yeah so um you know like i said so i got i got the strength conditioning stuff i started going into that and then i got an opportunity to work with uh tim grover at attack athletic and when i got there day one that's when I saw they had skills coaches. Like I remember watching Mike Procopio and some of these other guys that were there. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it. And right then and there, I was like, that's what I want to do. Wow. You know, so I always tell people, I didn't find this. Uh, this part of the game found me because yeah. once I saw it, I had a model to kind of go after and a blueprint to chase. Um, so it was easy. I mean, like once you see that it actually can happen, it was just putting in the sweat equity and the work and, asking to rebound for every workout possible and, yeah. you know stay as long as I needed to to watch all the guys go through their workouts and NBA best and it was just fascinating to me so I just knew right then and there that was my calling you know and, and player development coaches got to have that mindset in my opinion that they're going to do the extra stuff they're going to be uh, I don't know it just seems like there's that where there's 24 hours in a day for most people there's 25 or 26 for player development yeah. guys because you kind of got to be ready whenever you know yep. one of the guys you're working with is like hey coach can we get in the gym hey coach can we get in the gym yeah you want to make yourself available so it's kind of like on call and i think that's something special exactly. really something special yeah i mean it's not a set schedule by any means there's no such thing as holidays uh you know days off all that stuff i mean you could you could, you know, put in four hours of workouts from 5 a.m. and be done at 9, and that's, like, you know, pretty much the closest thing you can get to a, a day off. Yeah, yeah. So no. it's a different mentality, you know, but, it, like, I always tell people, you got to really love it because if you're trying to chase this thing for money, it, it's just not it's not going to work out for you in the long run. It's not conducive because your effort has to kind of – your effort will never match the money or, or, or vice versa or whatever, however you want to see that. Right. I think that's that's kind of what you're saying. Now, yep. the work that you've done overseas in Asia, the Philippines, China, what? Uh, how would you? How would you? I don't want to say compare because I don't know if comparisons are the right words, but but what's the differences in the players in the U.S. to the players in Asia that you've experienced? Yeah, I would say just just generally speaking, uh, you know, like the international players generally. Uh, have a more rounded skill base, you know, like big can understand how to face up and play with the dribble and guards can post up and have the footwork and outrace and understand how to defend 
when in that position. So I think just from a general standpoint, that's the way. Um, I think overseas, a lot of times, the competition is so large, so extreme that these kids are really, really hungry and dedicated to try and leverage every advantage they can because they know if I don't do it for my family, there's another thousand kids waiting to take this one spot on this junior club team. So wow. I think the competition is really uh, extreme over there. Um, I think the love for the game is a big part, and I think these kids, they, they want to learn. Um, but obviously in the U.S., from an athletic standpoint, uh, it, it's just really, really developed. And I think that's always going to be a big kind of edge for these players from the States to leverage. Got you. Would you say that kind of the if the desire that international players had and the love for the game ma- uh, kind of matched the athleticism of the U.S. and you put both together, you'd have kind of a uh, prototypical type basketball player? Would, would you say that? Uh yeah, you, you could say that. I think you, you match all those together. That's a dangerous and a rare combo. Yeah. Let's just put it that. That's the, that's the elite of the elite. Yeah. Because I see, I see a lot of overachievers like that in the game where they feel yeah. like there's no – there. you know, I heard it put to, – today I was listening to somebody talk and they were talking about that a lot of players think about what the game can do for them instead of what they can bring to the game. And that's the difference between a player, right. a player that loves the game – and a player who just loves the benefits of playing the game. And I think that's yep. kind of a, a cultural thing that we kind of here in the U.S. need to, need to embed. That it's not just about the highlight, right. and it's not about the, the quick hit videos. Uh, it's, it's about literally just loving the game and going all out. Uh, because I think that was modeled to us by some of our heroes growing up in the 80s and 90s and maybe 70s as well, is that when the money wasn't so big, it was about yeah, loving the game and playing through stuff. I mean, coach, do you yeah. remember? You remember looking at basketball cards and it said eighty-two games, eighty-two games, eighty-two games. It didn't say yeah, you know, twenty-four, fifty-five. You know, right? It said eighty-two for all of them, and maybe one or two games missed because it, yeah. was, it was like they were prepared to just do whatever they had to do for the love of the game, and, and I think right. that's what Absolutely. separated them. So yeah, it, the mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. So what? What is, what is the key to building relationships with the players that you work with? Because I know there has to be some, some sort of buy-in for them to really, really see you as a trusted, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but kind of like a uh, the relationship, the, you're, you're like, co, like co-ownership in it. How, how do you yeah. build those relationships to gain that trust? Definitely. I mean, I think first and foremost, it's connecting as a person with them, understanding what motivates them, what makes them tick, understanding their family dynamic, their past experiences, their goals, where they're trying to go to. Um, that, that's a big part. Uh, one lesson that I learned being overseas, especially in places where I didn't speak the same language with these players, is you had to find a way to have them buy in without really having language to be that bridge. So wow. it was demonstrating, one, that you knew what you were talking about, showing up, having a plan for them to go through in their workouts, it was to them being able to see results from it, right? Where it, it applied to their game. They saw it happen in games. And I think once you can get that, they're bought in and yeah. their, their trust is there because, you know, it's all about 
how can you help them achieve their dreams? And I think as long as you keep that in perspective when you're dealing with these clients and, you, and your players, you're going to be successful because that's just genuine, right? Yeah. And and those that vibe with it are going to be with you for a long, long time. Wow, that's great advice, Coach. Because I think uh, I think that has to, you know. I don't want to say this in a way that sounds like you can find a great player development coach anywhere, but I think it when when guys that you're working with are at that level, they have their pick, and when they pick you and you follow through with them and they follow through with you, there's something to be said about that about how special that is. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's an honor, and I think I don't think people really truly understand the value that. Uh, they actually can bring to these players for one, but then also the humble position you can be in as a person that's looked to to further their careers because I mean, that's a lot of trust. They're trusting their careers and ultimately their financial background and all of that with you yeah, because they believe in what you're doing. So it's an unbelievable honor to be with these guys for one. And I think as long as you keep them the centerpiece of it all and you strive to be the best version for them, it's a recipe for success. You know, I think the word honor, it's its taken in, in different terms or different connotations in the way I would sometimes look at it in the way you're saying it. I, I kind of get the impression that it's like you honored them with your knowledge and with the ability to help them improve, and they honor you with the respect and the trust that it takes to actually see results and see a difference made. So I, I really like that word honor, man. It, it has so many different connotations, and I just – I think – I think there's there's a lot of honor we can bring to this game as far as a coach player relationship honoring the game uh, how we do it yep. making sure we're doing it right and uh, and not you know I guess not disrespecting it and I it just I'm a purist man and I really feel like uh, player development coaches sometimes or trainers or skill guys uh, I'm not sure where they're at with how they see the game and how they're honoring it and what they're doing do you have any kind of like a skill that is like the premium skill, like you say, every uh, player development coach should be working on X, Y, or Z. Is there anything like that? I think uh, from what my mentors have influenced me on and what I've learned under is that, for one, you, you have to work passing. I think passing is really underdeveloped. Both hands, off the bounce in air, you know, going across your body, uh, understanding defensive techniques, um, especially nowadays, understanding how to attack a live closeout to make That's a quick right. decision. Yeah. Um, you know, all of these skills are universal, right? Yeah. Like any, any level of the game, if you can do that, you can handle the ball against pressure, uh, you're going to be impactful. And I think yeah. – the more you can spend time developing within those areas that you're ready for whatever the game throws at you, the randomness of the game, the more successful you'll be as a player. Gotcha. So when you're, when you're doing what you're doing and you got to keep kind of uh, uh, up to date on the newest, what's, what's new, what's, uh, what's trending or developing your own techniques and your own drills and your own uh, style of player development, how do you keep your edge in that? I think it's constantly like seeking, seeking feedback from coaches, um, you know, talking to your mentors, 
watching video, watching live games, seeing what the patterns are, because ultimately basketball comes down to pattern recognition. So the quicker you can recognize a pattern, the quicker you can make a read, and the quicker you can, you know, make it a pass, take a shot, get in the lane, kick it. You know, it's all about just speeding up that that recognition. So um, I think as long as you're immersing yourself into something, whether it's reading, it's watching film, it's, it's having conversations with coaches like yourself where you start to spark ideas and get the wheels spinning, that's, that's the best way to do it. Because it's just it's an everyday thing. Because you yeah. cannot stop evolving because the game changes. Yeah, definitely. So quick. Super quick. And I blinked and all of a sudden kids wanted, wanted to jack up stuff from the 25-foot mark and I kind of got a little worked up about it. And I'm watching NBA and I'm saying, okay, this is where the game's going. Uh, I got yeah. six foot ten kids walking in the gym trying to, you know, be the point guard, and then I'm seeing, yep. watching Kevin Durant all of a sudden doing what he's doing. So yeah, you're right. The game's changing, and and for better or for worse, uh, yeah, you have to be on your feet and and really uh, yeah. be up to time, be up to the times with that. So, given your schedule, coach, given all the things that that you kind of give yourself to within the game, what do you sacrifice to do what you do on a daily basis? You know, it's funny. I don't honestly look like I look at it like I sacrifice anything. I okay. think when I was doing a regular job, I was, you know, just a, a normal nine to five and I was away from basketball. I, I was sacrificing everything. So to see what I'm doing, what I do and doing what I love, it's not, not really a sacrifice to me. Um, That's great. You coach. know, obviously, obviously, you know, you don't have to live a normal life and, and take a lot of vacations and all of that. But, I don't look at it as a downside at all because, you know, I get to, I get to do what I love. And like we talked earlier, honor this game that, that gave me so much. Yeah. It seems like you use that word to, to immerse in the immersion, like to just go all in and dive into it. And so I, yep. and what I'm reading from what you're saying is that, man, when you go all in, there's nothing that you can really see other than that. And it's not that lifestyle is as you know fulfilling as anything else and everything that right. comes along with it is what you signed up for uh and yep. so it's you know like i i liken it to marriage right i got i got some buddies that are like man my wife my wife my kids i'm saying you know what you signed up for it so shut up and it worked through yeah. it so i mean those are the things that i feel like when you say that it really speaks to the fact that you've you've really given yourself to the game and to into your craft as far as player development and helping guys get better. So that's fantastic, Coach. I, 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 it's a fresh take on on sacrifice or, or not having to sacrifice as, as I've kind of viewed it in the past. Um, yeah. So so kind of getting into what what you're what you're doing also with the uh, complete player curriculum. Uh, you being the founder and, and of that, what can coaches and players gain from your program? Um, so what I kind of did is when I, when I plugged back in, I was overseas, I came home, I took a look at where I was in the market at Milwaukee and I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, you know, I didn't want to take a volume approach. I wanted to basically, you know, work with a select number of players and really just bring like a professional approach to their development with, you know, film and really deep dive skill breakdowns and trying to really help these kids 
get better in their game spots and at what they're going to see most often in their game. So that's kind of how I do it. I don't I don't do a ton of camps or clinics. Uh, I mostly just try to leverage every advantage possible for the players that decide to trust me with their development. Okay, so it's um, so it's a really then, comprehensive approach, is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of you know break down the video stuff, uh, whether it's a post game edit or it's a player study, you know, like a similar player that they might see themselves or a player that I might think that they have a similar skill set to, and we'll kind of break down how do they be effective at the highest level of the game and how what can we take from that and add it into their game right now. Um, so, And then obviously the, the other part of it too is just the workouts and, and correcting and tweaking and getting, you know, implementing new moves and, and new counters to what they do, making sure the footwork's tight, taking all of that and just really staying very focused on them. Yeah. Yeah. So that that being the case, coach, I'm I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of kind of digging a little bit, but I want I kind of want to hear where, where where your heart's at with the with where you're headed. Uh say like you have a 5-10 year plan. Uh where do you see yourself in the next 5-10 years with the game? Man, that's a great question. Uh you know, it's tough. People always ask me that and I say to myself like, well, in 2010, when I went over to China, I didn't think I'd be there as long as I was. Yeah. So to have a five-year plan and know exactly the, the twists and turns are going to happen, that's tough. What I can tell you is I love what I'm doing right now, working with a few players. Um, you know, you kind of have the autonomy of your own schedule. Um, you know, you get to do things at, at your own pace and really, you know, choose which projects you want to be a part of. Um, but a small piece of me definitely misses the team aspect where you're with the same group of guys every day. You're chasing common goal. You know, you're all kind of on this mission together. Um, so, you know, I would say I definitely want to keep digging into what I'm doing right now. Um, I would like to get, you know, a few, few NBA guys uh, more to kind of trust me and, and, like, start to work with them a bit in the off season, get in the pre-draft scene. But I think eventually down the road, I would like to see what it would be like to be at the NBA level as like a development coach on a gotcha. team. And in G League as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I hear you coach completely. One thing can lead to another and who knows, you know, that's that's always yeah. kind of the way I see it. And and normally there's always a uh, a path and that path isn't necessarily kind of written in stone. And you can kind of yeah. – uh, Kind of uh, make your own way, and you know, even sometimes blaze a trail and do something so different yep. that that people can't even figure out how you got where you got, and that's also exactly. that's always that's also exciting as well. So, yeah, kind of here again with how you're looking at the future and kind of uh, still going through the motions, or not going through the motions, but kind of going through the process. Uh, so, I always think begin with the end in mind. Like, let's. Let's look even further and say, hey, where do where do I or how do I want people to view what I'm doing now in the future? And what are they going to say or what would I like it to be the impact I had on players and whoever it is that I'm coaching? What what would you want your legacy within your career uh, to be, coach? You know, I would. Great question. Um, I would love for the players 
that have trusted me to be a part of their development, their career, for, for people that have allowed me to be a part of their lives, say that, you know, I was someone who gave his everything to a game that gave everything to him. Wow. You know, I paid it forward. You know, uh, I always say my why for doing what I'm doing right now, especially in the private sector, is because growing up, I didn't have anyone like me to teach wow. me the game, to break yeah. my film down, to show me, hey, spend your time doing this. Don't spend your time doing that. Right? Yeah. So that's ultimately why I do what I do. And I think if, if those people that I've worked with for, for a long time could say the same thing about me, I'd say that's the ultimate compliment. Got you. Man, Coach, that's strong. Uh, you know, here again, I know your time is at a premium, and I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'll tell you what, one of my goals for this offseason was to get better within the realm of player development. Uh, X's and O's, great. Jimmy, Jimmy's and Joe's, great. But I kind of need to get more sharp on my uh, everyday uh, skills and drills, if you will, uh, even, yeah. though, even though it's not just about a workout. It's about actually developing them. And so that's kind right. of that's kind of why I really enjoy having people like you on because I want to pick your brain, and so everybody else can kind of benefit from hearing as well. But personally, for myself, I got I got more yeah. questions for you down the line. But uh, okay. here again, I really appreciate your time, man. I really do. I'm glad we were able to connect and get you on uh, because I, because I know I know somebody out there is listening and they're gonna say. Man, I, I I need to link up with that program. I need to link up with Coach Drew, what, whatever the case may be. And so here again, Coach, thank you for your time. Uh, try not to try not to burn out there too much because it's crazy hot. And and just really you know enjoy your time there at, at summer league. Uh, Mike, hey, listen, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I love the platform that you have going. I think uh, you're really providing value and spreading positivity within the coaching realm. And, thank you. And that's something that isn't done nearly enough. So thank you. Um, definitely. We can talk anytime, man. We could do another 16 piece uh, podcast set on this player development space as well. So Got you. you just let me know and I'm ready. Definitely coach, man. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for your time. And uh, like I said, have a great day. Thanks Mike. You too. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and you can even follow us on Twitter at creativecoach47. Thank you.